It's Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry. Thank you so much for listening today. I have two very special guests, and I'm very excited about this. You know, this pandemic that we're going through, coronavirus, has affected all of us. It's affected my ability to get people to come into the studio and talk and and what to talk about. But I have found two educators, two teachers. One teaches in West Virginia, the other teaches across the river in Ohio, and they just happen to be my brother Mike and my sister Deborah. And we're going to talk with them today about how the coronavirus has affected the education system. With schools being closed, some school systems are still continuing to educate, but they're doing it online, and that holds true for both West Virginia and Ohio. So we're going to talk with them about how they are dealing with that and some of the challenges that come from that and some of the things that maybe they hadn't expected going into this online distance learning. That is coming right up on Life with Jerry Williams. First of all, this is my brother, Mike, and my sister, Deborah. You know, I don't know about you, Mike. I'm uh, I'm in dire need of a haircut like the Friday before everything closed in um, the beginning of March. And, and honestly, Jar, I put gel in it and brush it back and I don't care. So it's not that critical. You know what I'm saying? No. It's not like you're going out. Mine's and awful. It's the roots. And I had an appointment on Friday morning at nine and Thursday night, the governor closed all the salons. I remember that happening so, to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do, right? Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Here in Georgia, they're able to open up the salons on Friday, which is the day after we're recording this and a couple of days before it's going to go live. So hopefully, mine will be one opened. So I'll go in and so get we're my not doing political stuff about how we feel about your governor, right? No, we're not even touching on that. <laughs> no, not at all. Some other time. Leave, leave, leave him alone. Although his opponent, who still hasn't conceded defeat. And you said we're not talking about uh, politics. Come on. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. So you guys are both teachers. Mike, you, you, you teach high school English, and I'm still not sure what you I teach. I am a Title I reading specialist. So I help students that are struggling, kind of some of the kids that get left, you know, get you know, lost in the shuffle of things. Um, so I teach fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade reading. Okay. And Mike, you teach in West Virginia. Deb, you teach it correct. across the correct. river in Ohio. I teach 11th and grade guys- English, and I teach college composition dual credit through uh, a state university at the high school. So how long has it been oh since gosh. you've been in the What was it, Mike? March. March? It was March. It was right before St. Patrick's Day. It was the Friday before St. Patrick's Day. Wait a minute, I can tell you. Did, did, did both school, both states Roughly, close yeah. their schools yeah. about the same time? The 13th, Friday the 13th right. was our last day. Friday the 13th Friday was our last day of school. Physically with kids. Right. We went in, I went in on Monday and Tuesday to do admin and teacher meetings, but our kids left on Friday the 13th. Same as us. Um, the governor called it, but we kind of had an idea. So on Wednesday, we were already getting together two weeks worth of lessons to talk to the kids about. Most of our kids do have Wi-Fi at home. In fact, the vast majority of them do. And we were fortunate that we went one-to-one, which means we literally gave every one of our students a Chromebook this year. So on that Thursday and Friday, the last Thursday and Friday, the 12th and 13th of March, kids that didn't have reliable Wi-Fi at home were able to download stuff that we had prepared for them while they were at school 
for the next two weeks. And, and that's, Chair, that's what we did too. All of our kids, our middle school is fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And all of our kids from fifth grade on have one-to-one -one devices. They have Chromebooks or iPads. I'm sorry, they have iPads. So all of those kids were able to take those home with them. And initially we had planned for between two and three weeks of work as well, Mike. And we had some kids who didn't have internet. So we've worked, you know, Xfinity is doing a lot of things, providing free internet for kids that are, you know, free and reduced lunch. And then our tech department actually went out and did some hot spots for them to assure that everyone will oh, have cool. internet and be able to meet with us on a daily basis. Yeah, Xfinity, Jar, sorry to jump in. Xfinity offered um, lower income families free internet through the duration of this crisis. Number one, number two, we've been supplying meals for kids from two to 18 years of old age. Like they can come in and pick up five breakfasts and five lunches throughout the week, you know what I mean, once a week. And, and at those places where they go yeah. and do that, then they pick up packets. If they don't have Wi-Fi at home, they pick up packets of information that our administrators are printing out for them um, of all of the work that the other kids are able to access online. That's pretty cool. standard here, too. I think, Chair, I mean, we're really blessed to be, say what you want about our communities, we're pretty blessed to have schools that really care about their students. Our administrators are at school. Parents or guardians put in their lunch and breakfast orders on Friday. Then the following Monday, they pick up, you know, they, 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 we still have a few choices right. And they oh, pick okay. them up on Monday. But like our admin and our superintendent, God love them, they're the ones packing all that stuff and, and giving it to the parents as they come by or delivering it if they don't have a way to get there. And I know that our superintendent, we have school people that live in our community that go to another district. And those people will sometimes show up and he just gives it to them too because he doesn't want anyone not to have meals. And it's for any child. So like if you have a brother or sister and you may not even be in school yet, we provide meals, I think, for you too, Mike, for the whole family, for yeah, all, the, all, the, all the minors living there. I think it's important enough to point out, because West Virginia, Jerry, you know that, having lived here for a while, Deb, sometimes we get that bad rap, but our kids, every one of our school yeah. kids gets free breakfast and lunch every single day, five days a week, provided by the school, right. okay? And that continues, even with us not being in school, that has continued. And Deborah, just like you with us, it's our superintendent and our board of education and our principals and assistant principals are there giving that food out curbside so the families don't even have to get out of their cars. I mean, so you know, God bless them. We are blessed to live in a community that, that puts that, you know, that kind of importance on that. They're, you know, they're doing that in our school system too. I love our lunch too. ladies and lunch gentlemen because they're the ones in there preparing all that food every week. Right. Have either of your governors come out and just said both we're done for both the of hours. Oh, yeah. kids are not going both, both, both of our governors yeah uh, uh, mine, i think too. mine did it the day before or maybe two days before mike but ohio you know say what you want about dewine he he has been leading the fight in this thing and uh, a lot of other states are really looking to him because he's been doing things way ahead of everybody else and we i think about a week ago we were told that we're done for the year i mean we're not done we're continuing our right. online until we're scheduled to be out, right. but our kids are not physically returning to their buildings this year. Right. So are you doing any kind of attendance or making sure the kids are actually participating? We are. Let me jump on that one, Deb, and you can go next. Okay, so the platform okay. that my school uses is called Schoology, 
and you can tell exactly how often, for how long the duration kids sign on. But Jarek, see, uh, in all of the English classes at my high school, we had computers in our classrooms all of last school year, and then all of our kids had Chromebooks at the beginning of this school year. So we were pretty used to using them to do almost everything, trying to move not completely to a paperless kind of um, environment, but, but close, okay? So we were pretty used to being able to do that stuff where you, all of your grading is done, you communicate with parents, you communicate with kids, everything is on that platform. So thank God we had that in place before all of this happened. So it really has eased that move to an online only environment. So right now, and we started this, um, gosh, four weeks, five weeks ago, Monday by 10.30 in the morning, you have to have all of your assignments posted for the kids for that week. So I put a new folder up there that says assignments for week of April 20th through the 24th, and it has everything on there. And then I make a video using a free video recording thing called Screencastify that explains, you know, the fine details of all of the assignments, but everything is available to them digitally. And then our superintendent and our administrators print off and make packets of information for kids that don't have Wi-Fi or don't have um, reliable Wi-Fi. But everything then is due on that Friday. And you have links to anything you need. You know, like I always do a song analysis and I give them the lyrics to the song and encourage them to listen to the song being performed, you know, before they answer the analysis questions. So I'll have a link to a YouTube video or whatever. And now I'm going to jump on here because we do ours a little bit differently. We do Microsoft Teams. And that's where I have like, my videos like i'll do a video a week in fact this past week christopher helped me read a story and he was my guest lecturer and he talked about the name mark twain and where it came <laughs> from and then he and i read the whitewashing the fence chapter for mark twain and i read that on there and i did it in a zoom meeting because all these record and then i put the link on there and they're able to watch the video then they're able to get their work from the teams, because I, I put the story there, I put the questions there. Uh, next week I'm doing Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut and Thank You Man by Langston Hughes. So I'll do the video of that, then I'll do all their paper on um, Microsoft Teams. The way we're different though is, I am required to be online with my students, Zooming with them every week. So they actually are getting that social contact. So from nine to 11, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I am with students in a Zoom classroom. And if they have any questions about the assignment, if they have, you know, they want to, like, I make them share. They had to write a poem last week. So I had them read their poems to one another. And I'm telling you, they love it. And they so need that contact. I have met so many pets. One of the little girls that I have in class has a pet pig. And I got to meet the pet pig. I got to meet a little guy's rabbit that he just got. I've met all kinds of dogs and cats and and parents and brothers and sisters and and it's wonderful but they need that because they talk they can talk to me and they can talk to one another so that other than the assignments a lot of times they even if they don't have questions about the assignment they get on there with me just so they have that physical hey how you doing i love you i miss you i hope you're staying safe so it's working really well a couple and of I things that we've done too good. i can tell they're on their chair because i'm physically seeing them Okay, so they get right. credit for being on, but they also get credit for the work they hand in. So that's how I know they're doing the work and they're, they're talking to me if they have questions. My kids communicate to me mainly through text. 
it's really easy. It's a, a texting thing on Schoology itself where we can send messages back and forth. Now, every week we have a departmental meeting where we do it, and that's usually in Google Hangout. Is that what it's called, Deb? Right? Google, yeah, Google Hangout. Yeah, Google Hangout. But then we did a faculty senate meeting with 130 teachers today on Zoom, and it actually oh, wow. worked perfectly fine. It was weird. Of course, all of us muted our microphones. Well, most of us did, so that was really funny. And then we did. <laughs> There's always right. that. And then we did Zoom with. We have um, public, or, or we have uh, groups like all of the 11th grade English teachers at Wheeling Park High School where I teach, then met after our department meeting. So I had three actual virtual meetings in a row this morning. And we meet with our principal. Mondays and Fridays are scheduled for lesson planning and also assessment for our students. But like Monday, I have a meeting with our LCPD committee because I'm getting, I have to renew my license this year. So those meetings are usually on Mondays. Where Thursdays, the admin meets with the superintendent. So on Fridays, we always have a Zoom meeting with our principal every Friday, just to kind of give us a heads up on, you know, what's to be expected. And I will tell you, one of the things that we talked about, um, Michael, I think you guys did too, um, when this first started and we realized that it was gonna be more than three weeks we were out, our superintendent kind of met with us and said that we really have to understand that some of our students out there have struggled, but we have to further understand that our parents are struggling and that our parents are now kind of the ones answering the questions and fielding those things. And sometimes our parents don't understand the assignment. Our parents can't do the math. So we have been really trying to not dumb it down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we've been really meticulous in our assignments and the directions for our assignments and being available all the time, 24 seven through email um, and through the Zoom meetings to answer those questions because some of our parents were not great students. And they're, it's not that they don't wanna help their students, it's sometimes they really can't help them. So we're also looking at our grading according to that, like not being quick to like, and I have never given zeros. I don't believe in giving zeros because it takes a lot to get a zero up to even a C. So I always give the lowest grade you can get and fail. Like this, uh, the highest grade you can get as an F. So I usually give like, if it's an F, I will give them a 50% or a 60%. I never give a zero. But we were told and asked kind of, you know, look at not giving zeros, maybe give a 60% and then give them a chance to make it up. So we're really trying to make this work, but we're also really trying to make sure that our kids are earning those credits that they need to graduate. Sure. One of the things I was really proud of was we really did right away take into account um, what was important to the kids. We, because we don't know, Jerk especially with the older kids that are in high school, I have kids who now all of a sudden are really the primary caregivers for their younger siblings. You know, for the, for the moms and dads that are still blessed yeah. to have a job, now all of a sudden, you know, this high school junior is having to make sure that his younger brothers and sisters um, are putting clothes on, are bathed, are getting ready. Or I have a sixth grader you know, that kind of doing thing. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we looked at their, their primary needs first. Are they doing okay physically? and food are they doing okay mentally do they feel comfortable do they feel overwhelmed are they stressed out are they suffering from anxiety and then we dealt with yes we need to make sure that they're not you know falling too far behind and that we're, we're continuing to challenge them and, and keep them up so they're ready to start again when we meet face to face again in the fall that, that was a state directive 
and getting a, a board of education directed. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we are. We're making sure that they have the food. Our school districts are making sure they have that, that there's someone there, that they're being taken care of, and then we look at their academic needs. Right. But we are holding them. We're still holding them to a standard, Mike. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, academics are important. But we're caring, loving people. So, I mean, that you know, we have to start there first. And I, I'm, I'm thankful in a public school district that, that they're too. embracing that. You know what I mean? That they care about the whole child. It's not yeah. just academics. You know what? I, I'm, I'm so happy that I think teachers, by and large, all across the country have been able to, to rise to this really different, incredible challenge and show why we became teachers in the first place. Because we love kids, because we want to help make the world a better place one student at a time. You know what I'm saying? I think this is showing that teachers really do care. That is my brother Michael and my sister Deborah. They're both teachers. They both live in Wheeling, West Virginia. Michael teaches in the Ohio County School System, which is in West Virginia. And my sister Deborah teaches across the river in ohio and we're going to continue this discussion talk a little bit more about the education process and then how th the covid 19 pandemic shelter at home is affecting them personally as well that is coming up what are some of the things about this situation that the, the online distance learning kind of stuff that you think are really advantageous and that if, if possible you'd like to see continue um, or are there any? Can I take that one first? Go, baby. Um, in most universities, you're required to have a laptop now. A lot of things are, even when I went to West Liberty for my second bachelor's, there were teachers who made us submit our assignments online. It's just a much easier way to deal with it. And I have kids that peer edit, and they send each other their essays online because if it's a live document, you can sit there and edit, and you're on your computer editing that document, and I'm watching you edit my document. And I'm getting my doctorate online, and Michael is too, so it's just the way things are going. And I think it's preparing our students for jobs, heck, that aren't even created yet. And I think it's just mm -hmm. a really, really great thing for them to have, and it's a great experience because it, you're stepping outside your comfort zone. Right. And I also think it's a pretty interesting thing for families as well, because they're also growing with their students and learning as we go. Okay, and Jerry, you know, teaching college composition on a college campus, which I did at West Liberty University and I now do at Wheeling University, I require all of my essays in college composition to be handed in electronically. And you either turn them into turnitin.com or Blackboard or whatever for a lot of different reasons. One, it's much, it's much easier to check for plagiarism, which is yes. both of those software programs. Number two, it, it's so much easier. It's a living document. It's so much easier to change. And we're teaching our kids yep. a very valuable life skill. I don't care what kind of job you have. You're going to mm -hmm. come into contact with a computer, with a smartphone, with that kind of thing. So I, I think we're helping kids learn and develop those kind of skills they're going to need regardless of what they do next. And, and I like the Zoom thing, too, because it requires them to also learn social etiquette over online meetings and having to let everyone talk and paying attention to one student at a time. And it's just, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know if there's going to be a second spike or whatever they're calling it now. We don't know. But this is the way every Friday we do a live happy hour with my girlfriends from Pennsylvania and North Carolina. Last week, there were nine of us. We were on for two and a half hours. 
Now, was it the same as sitting around the pool with them? No. <laughs> but was it great to sit here and talk to all these women sure. that I used to see once a month? It was fabulous. So I think it's giving them that. Yep. Too. Well, it's like us. Exactly. That's right. how we're doing this. We're 750 miles yeah. apart, but we're it's spending the, the afternoon meetings. We, you know, we were on Zoom and we would, and it's fun because you get to see inside the person's den or dining room or kitchen or whatever, you know, and so we're poking fun and being like, what's on that, that Jamie, what's behind you on the oven there? What are, what are those bottles? That I see? You know, that kind of thing. It's just fun. And yes, we have quite a few people's pets too, which is a lot of fun. Oh, it is fun. Sorry, go ahead. And speaking, baby, you got to see one of my friends' babies. He's so cute. Sorry, go ahead. Speaking of pets, I just saw a thing today. I talked about it on the air. And both of you have dogs. Here's the thing you want to keep in mind for, because eventually, hopefully, someday, yeah. we're going to go back to work. You're going to go back to the classroom. But your dogs are used to I having know, you at I home know, right? all the time. Separation anxiety. And when you leave, Exactly. And oh, that's yeah. a real thing. And that means the dogs are going to be very anxious and that some right, behavior right, that right. might not be desirable. So what you want to do is start even now, giving them a little time on themselves. So shut I them in that. a different room, go out in the yard for a half an hour every day. So they get used to being away and knowing that yeah. separation is okay. It's not going to be forever. Otherwise you're going to come right, home right, right. and have your that's couch. Well, and Michael and I, both have people at home when we're not at home. So we're That's pretty true. blessed with that too. Now that we're not going to go back this school year, I mean, I'm not going to start going back regularly to school until like the second week of August. So we have some time to right. gradually wean our way out of the house. Let me ask you about just regular life under uh, COVID-19. In your supermarkets, do they have little arrows yeah. on the floor designating yeah, the one-way And no one aisles? paid attention to No, them. not everybody's following no one pays attention to <laughs> Kelsey and I went to the supermarket the other day because Kelsey sure. works with me. And so she's coming in every day sure. to be riding together. And one day last week we went and we decided, let's, you know what, let's just get a loaf of bread, some lunch meat, some cheese, some Miracle Whip. And that way we don't have to go to the grocery store every day and we're not spending as much money. So we're over there and they've got little arrows on the floor. And I'm walking down this way and here comes somebody this way. And I look at Kelsey and I look at the person and there was a, a grocery store employee there just shaking her said she's going the wrong way well the lady was going the wrong way didn't hear her so i said hey lady you're going the wrong way and kelsey was just <laughs> mortified two miles over you're there's tired. another guy a shopping cart full of soft drinks and then he stops in the uh snack cake aisle to load up on snack cakes and he's going the wrong way and i said these people are painted they're up well you gotta, to you the gotta, you gotta give them a what's wrong with you and of course, kind of give them a little bit of, no of space there because obviously they're not used to having to follow a traffic pattern in a grocery store. But and Kelsey's saying they don't see him. I said, Kelsey, look, I'm walking along, I'm looking straight ahead. I Gary, still see Gary. That arrow okay, but ahead. Gary, come I'm on, don't you remember being with Pap at the okay? So we're in uh, rack roast beef, right? And and we're at the end of the counter and we don't get waited on in the proper order. And Pap's like, hey, aren't you gonna wait on anybody? I'm mortified. I'm mortified. So you, you know, that's exactly what Kelsey was going through. Isn't anyone working on this <laughs> exactly. side of the restaurant? <laughs> exactly. I was more yeah. right. Instead of like, excuse me, excuse me, you know. Pardon me, pardon me. Oh. <laughs> I, I think, I think it must be something with age or something, because 10 years ago, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have cared, but now it just drives me nuts. It's the six feet thing, too. Last <laughs> week, I was in Scott's 
we have to wait in line now to get in Kroger and they have a little counter. So you have to wait until so many people are out of the store, okay? Oh, the same way. I wait in line. I did not have a mask. I wear a mask now. Well, I wear a scarf, but I didn't have a scarf last week, okay? And there was this young guy who did have a mask on, and everybody was keeping their six foot distance. He was like this far away from me. And I haven't gotten to Pat yet where I'm going to say, back up, buddy. Right. So I get my phone, and I call, I think I called you, Michael, and I was very loud, and I said, I'm in Kroger, I'm in line, but no one's paying attention to this six foot thing. And I looked right at the guy, oblivious, oblivious. It's okay, quit, quit, quit like that. All right, I know exactly what you mean. And all of the big box stores have been doing that. In fact, I went to Lowe's the other day, okay, because it was my, my dearly departed wife's birthday, and it's been a tradition that I plant flowers on her birthday every yeah. year. Me and the kids get together, and it's, a, it's just been a tradition. So I go into Lowe's, and I have to go in the store and come back over where they have all their live plants. Well, most of the live plants, the ones that you would plant every year, are outside. So I go all the way through the store, come out, and then once I'm outside, the guy looks at me and says, you realize you're going to have to go back in through the main entrance to come back in the store, don't you? And I'm like, no. So, of course, then Kate and I, uh, all, it was all right. But they're only letting so many, and they're doing it based on square feet of the store. I right. don't know what they're, right. you know, if it's like X amount of people yeah. per square foot or whatever. But actually, it's been fine. Sometimes you just have to watch what time you go. Like, we went through the parking lot of Kroger, and there were like 11 people in line. And I'm like, okay, we're coming back. I'm not waiting for that. You know, and usually if you go early, you're in better shape. And it's so funny because it's per person per square foot. Right. But everybody congregates in the same area. <laughs> and it's like the vegetable section and the snack section, the Comfort foods, aisle baby. with all the soda. I yeah. mean, yeah, everybody's congregating. And it's kind of like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Are there still shelves empty? It's not so much. I haven't had any not problem, like, buying paper products. Yeah, ours, oh, really? the paper products are no. still empty. I haven't had a problem in several weeks yeah. now. It's and a lot fine. of frozen foods. Well, Gerald, I'll tell you some. I'll tell yeah, you some. Not here. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, he needs to come visit. You come visit, I'll send you home with okay. that okay. six-pack of toilet paper. It's just the same I told Jerry. It's the same I told Meg, okay? Meg and Kellett are buying a house, right? They close on May 15th. And, of course, I want to go up and help them do stuff, you know, help them like they, they need to remodel the kitchen and that kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. I can't, I can't drive the seven and a half hours without being able to stop somewhere between here and Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and be able to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, okay. Well, we got to get now. some truck they're stops and stuff now. open, you know, or a public um, rest area. Jerry, there is a restaurant in Milford where I used to live in Ohio, and they're delivering pizza. And with every pizza they deliver, they're delivering a roll of toilet paper with the pizza. That's funny. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. Uh, we you missed guys. you. Talk to Love you. you. Love you. Bye, buddy. Love you. And that will do it for another episode of Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. Again, a special thanks to my guests, my brother Michael, my sister Deborah, for spending an afternoon with me on Zoom. And because we did this on Zoom, that means there is also video. So be looking for some bonus material, outtake video from our conversation. I mean, we're brothers and sisters. Anytime you get the three of us together, there are going to be outtakes. Things that aren't perhaps... Uh, 
as germane to the discussion, but are fun nonetheless. So be looking for some of that. I will post outtake videos on my YouTube channel. Also on my website, easiest way to find that is through the website, jerrywilliamsmedia.com. I will put a link to that website in the show notes for this episode. Uh, also, if you have any ideas or any comments, you can email me at podcast at jerrywilliamsmedia.com. I do want to thank you for listening and for spending some time with us today. Please do subscribe to the podcast, uh, give us a five-star rating, and also review the podcast. That helps other people find it as well. Coming up next week, another surprise. Again, coronavirus. Who knows what I'll be able to cobble together for next week's edition, but there will indeed be an episode next week of Life with Jerry Williams. 